Yo, what's up my fantasy football fans around the world? It's Tuesday and I'm back with another episode. My name is Zori and this is ZC's Fantasy Football and Sports Podcast. And do you know what time it is? It's fantasy football time. This podcast will drop every Tuesday and Friday on Anchor and Spotify. Now let's get right into the episode. For the first segment of this Tuesday episode, I will cover my review of the week, ZC's review of the week. This was another big week of fantasy with a lot of points scored in the NFL. Looking back at my must-start sits and waiver wire, I definitely hit on the Herbert because I just knew he would be a legit uh, good player this week and for a future, and now he is a legit fantasy quarterback. Also, Fitzpatrick put together another good fantasy week with over 27 points. Mike Davis and DK Metcalf also had themselves a week putting over 27 points, and I said that they would be must-starts. So I definitely hit on that part. Um, Davis ran and caught all over that depleted Falcons team and uh, had, yeah, just he just beat them, I mean, by himself almost, and uh, with Bridgewater and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. And uh, I think Davis is obviously a must-start until CMC comes back. And once he's back, then I don't think he's a good play. But unless they double, they use them both, but I doubt it. Um, so, yeah. Also, CeeDee Lamb put together another better, uh, another good fantasy week with eight catches for over 120 yards receiving. Unfortunately, the Dallas Cowboys lost uh, Dak Prescott for the year to a gruesome ankle injury. Um so we'll see if he can continue his, his play. Um, I doubt it, but Andy Dalton's coming in, and he ended up winning the game for them. Um, it was against the Giants, but he still ended up winning the game. Um, I also got right my Mixon pick. Uh, I said Mixon would have less than 16 points. He had about 15. Um, he got about 24 carries, but he only had 60 yards, so that's less than three yards a carry. Um, but he got someone in the passing game at the end of the game um, when the Bengals were down very big. Um, so, yeah. Also, as well as Kenyon Drake, I continue to harp on. I don't think Kenyon Drake's good. And I think I this week he had 13 points, um, but he had he had a one touchdown, but he still only had 13 points, which means he really did nothing. Um, he was outshadowed by his backup Chase Edmonds, who had 20. So yeah, again, I think if you can trade Drake for anything, I would, because at this point his name is his only trade value. Um, also, as well as Juju Smith-Schuster, I said that Juju would be bottled up this week by Darius Slay, which was true. He only had about six points, but his teammate Chase Claypool had about the complete opposite with 40 points in fantasy. Also, uh, my well, one thing I missed was James Robinson. I thought he had a big game against that Texans defense, who's not very good at stopping the run. He only had about 10 points, which obviously is his worst performance of the year. But they had multiple chances at touchdowns in the red zone. They just couldn't do it. They had a horrible fourth down play in in the red zone, putting um, Robinson in shotgun and almost making him pass the ball, which he ended up fumbling. Um, so that's just not a good perform, like not good um, play call at all. Um, another sleeper this week was Travis Fulgham, who had 31 points of fantasy for the Eagles. Um, a big story for him. He was cut by multiple teams. Uh, he brought in by the Eagles. Was on their practice squad. Brought up 
the week prior to this week, he played against the 49ers and had the game-winning touchdown. This week, he had 10 catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown for 31 points of fantasy. So he had a big week for the Eagles. Also, Brandon Cooks, after putting up a zero-point performance, put up a 30-point performance against the Jaguars and uh, looked very good. Also, Der- the biggest uh, the biggest shocker of the week was Derek Carr and the Raiders beating the Chiefs. Um, and they they had a very good game. It was 40-32. to 32, uh, Put up a lot of points against that Chiefs team and forced turnovers. I With my NFL football picks of the week, I went 7-5 and five with one game remaining today, um, the Titans and Bills, uh, which is not too shabby, but we'll definitely try to improve in weeks. What is it? Six now. Wow. Week six already. So now let's get right into the first segment. ZC's players to trade and trade for. All right, let's get right into the first segment. The uh, first players to trade and trade for. So for my first player, I'm going to trade for, it's Derrick Henry, running back for the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry, who last year ended up being probably the number one back in all of NFL, even though McCaffrey was the best fantasy back, Henry is the best running back in the league last year. He ended up carrying that Titans team into the playoffs and then winning two games in the playoffs against the Patriots and the Ravens eventually losing to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, but he really, really carried that team. Derrick Henry this year and the Titans have been kind of the story of the NFL. Their first three games, they went 3-0. They looked great in all of them, pretty much, other than like that first game against the Broncos where their kicker missed a million kicks. But they've looked really well. But after their Week 3 game against the Vikings, where it started to unfold, a player for the Titans tested positive for COVID-19, and it kind of just spiraled out. And uh, eventually now, about over 20-plus players and coaches have tested positive. This led to the postpone of the Steelers and Titans game in Week 4. And uh, this week, had to get their, their game had to get delayed against the Bills, which is now scheduled for tonight, Tuesday, October 13th. Um, and that should start in about an hour as it's three o'clock pacific so if that if that game happens then it happens and fantasy players can be happy that their uh their players are back but um let's hope it doesn't get canceled but yeah so henry is a is a glorified and guaranteed 25 carries a week at least um he's not a ppr factor which means points per perception reception because he's not using the passing game at all He's strictly a running back, which makes him dependent on touchdowns. But when you have 25 carries, like, you're going to get fantasy points. Or there will be 100 yards rushing or something. But he's gonna, he most likely will get a touchdown if he has 25 carries, especially how that Titans team is playing offensively. And they're going to get back A.J. Brown, hopefully this week, maybe next week, who helped them uh, space the field out a lot more for uh, Henry. But, yeah, um, if you can get a good deal for Henry, I think you could trade for him. Uh, if you can, if you don't give up too much, if you give up maybe like a top 15 back and like a top 20 receiver, I say do it because Henry always finishes out fantasy in the year great. And I think uh, he might have like 
uh, performance here or there that might not be good in like the next weeks if they play like a good run defense or something because just because he's not using PPR like he's not like an Alvin Kamara who could have 50 yards rushing but he has like eight catches for 73 yards and he has 20, 19 20 points of fantasy so it, this might lead to owners wanting to trade him and if you can get him for that cheap I would say do it um because I think he's an easy easy 25 carries especially because I think a stat I saw was like the Titans are like undefeated or like close to it in the ra- last few years when they give Derrick Henry the ball at least 27 carries so um I wouldn't see why they don't just give him the ball so yeah that's my first player to trade for my second player to trade for is Tyree Kill, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Tyree Kill is obviously the fastest player in the NFL right now and is in the best offense in the league and also has a, an extremely good connection with Patrick Mahomes. Um, his catch in the Super Bowl pretty much won them the game almost. I mean, it just really put them ahead. Um, only thing about Hill is, in my opinion, always be the second option to Travis Kelsey. Um, even though Hill is the number one receiver, Kelsey always gets so many receptions at that tight end position and has such a good connection with uh, Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, Tyreek Hill is still a top 10 receiver in fantasy, and this year he's been really consistent. Uh, In all four weeks he's put, or all uh, five weeks, he's had over 15 points in fantasy, but he really hasn't had a huge game. Every game has been at least under 22 points. So I think he's going to continue being consistent. Um, He scored a touchdown in almost every game, if not every game. Um... But I just think that's, that big game is coming, and uh, you want him on your team if he, when he has that big game. And he's not like he's not a risk at receiver. Like he's gonna have games and he's gonna perform. It's like it's the Chiefs. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a surefire 300 yards passing every week, and they're a surefire at least 21 points every week. So it's not like you're betting on a guy on a bad team who doesn't score, but he's a good player and he carries a team. Like, this is a good team, a, the best offense in the NFL. So, if you can pick them up for, like, not not a lot. Like, if you give up either, like, if you're deep at running back and you can give up some running backs, or if you're deep at receiver, but you want to upgrade, I say do it. If you're not giving up too much, I would do it. For my two players to trade, my first player is Josh Jacobs. Jacobs, who is a top 15 pick in fantasy this year for pretty much every league, um, other than two games, has really underperformed. Uh, last year, he had an incredible rookie season with 1,100 yards rushing and seven touchdowns. Um, Jacobs is also not super productive like Henry in the uh, passing game. Even though he can do it, the Raiders don't seem to use him there and like to give it to Jalen Richard, their backup, who's like their third down back now. Um but yeah, Jacobs has had two good games in fantasy this year out of five. His first game, he had three touchdowns, 35 points. His week five performance, he had two touchdowns, twenty uh, close to 23 points. Um, so really, this year he has five touchdowns total and it's been in two weeks. His other three weeks, he's had under 14 points in fantasy. And if he gets if he gets bottled up in, uh, in a game on the run, he's not going to bail you out again like Kamara or another guy who can help on the run. So, again, I think um, due to his big name and after a big week, if you can get a good offer for Josh Jacobs, I say do it. My next player to trade is Adam Thielen. Uh, 
Adam Thielen, who right now in ESPN Fantasy is the number two receiver um, in fantasy after a huge week against the Seahawks where he had over 26 points in fantasy, um, has really performed this year. I mean, he has had three games over 26 points, which is very good. But he's also had two games under 12, which is also not great. So that means three out of five games he's going to be good. Two of them he's going to be inconsistent. So I'd say that's kind of inconsistent. Um Thielen next week plays the Falcons. Obviously, he's going to have another probably big week um, as long as the Vikings aren't horrible. <laughs> but, yeah, so Thielen, again, is the number two receiver in fantasy right now. Do I think he's going to keep being the number two receiver throughout the year? No. I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan, nor is a lot of people, and I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to be able to lead that team into anything as they're one and four right now. And I just don't believe that uh, Thielen will continue what he's doing right now and due to his – Number two from fantasies has a big trade value. And if you can get a, like a top 10 back for Adam Thielen, I would like heartbeat do it. Um, or even just like a few really good, like decent receivers for depth, like I would do it. Um, yeah. So that's the end of the uh, players to trade and trade for segment. My next segment will be ZC's waiver wire players. This week I'm going to have five, not seven. Um, so yeah, let's get right into that segment. All right, now for my last segment of this Tuesday episode of ZC's Fantasy Football Podcast, I will go over my five waiver wire players of the week to pick up on waiver wire Wednesday. My first player, and this is going to be in order this time actually, is Chase Claypool, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, this is not a big-time shocker, um, and, uh, well, you'll probably see this all over the internet this week about Chase Claypool being a waiver-wire pickup. Um, Claypool is rostered in under 10% of ESPN Fantasy Football Leagues right now, and uh, after a huge week against the Eagles where he caught seven passes, 110 yards, and three touchdowns receiving, and one rushing, which equals four total touchdowns. He's going to be, like, shot up. Everyone's going to take him in fan, in uh, waivers. Um, he was that offense for that Pittsburgh Steelers team, uh, and he really took advantage of the early injury to Deontay Johnson in that Eagles game. And uh, I don't think Claypool is just going to disappear once people get back. Uh, Claypool, had a, in that game, showed his really good connection to Roethlisberger, and the Steelers love him. They think he's going to be one of the best receivers in the league in a few years. So I just I don't think they're just gonna roll him over and not play him. Like I think he's gonna continue. He's obviously not gonna have four touchdowns every week and have forty fantasy points every week. But like after having one of the best fantasy point performances this year, if not the best, you you can't just not play him. So obviously he's a number one waiver wire pickup this week. Um, if you have high in the waiver wire order, you need to have him as your number one. Do not let him go to a, a good team. Um, who doesn't need him? If you're not, if you're struggling in fantasy, this waiver wire is huge for you. For number two, Travis Fulgham, wide receiver for the Eagles. If I would have said Travis Fulgham would have a 30 point performance in fantasy this year, in Week One, you would think I'm crazy, and you'd also think you also say, "Who is Travis Fulgham?" <laughs> a lot of people have no idea who Travis Fulgham is in Week One. Fulgham last year was on the Lions after being a sixth-round pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. Um, 
and was cut after this or this off season and signed with the Packers, I believe, um, for a little bit in training camp. He got released and he came to the Eagles a few weeks before the season start started um, and ended up making the practice squad and um, was released a few times and then he was brought back up uh, for uh, the 49ers game and he ended up catching the game-winning pass from an absolute dot by Carson Wentz. And then last week against the Steelers, a good defense absolutely tore them up. I mean, Wentz just was kept targeting him. He had 10 catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown. And he had he, he wasn't just like easy like dink and dunk passes. Like these were like tough catches, contested catches. So due to injuries like for the Eagles with Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Jalen Rager, Fulgham is continue going to be the number one receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're going to pass the ball. Even though they have Miles Sanders, they're going to pass the ball. And against the Ravens next week, who is a very good defense, I think they're just going to continue to pass, and it's going to go to Fulgham. Um, so, yeah, Fulgham is my number two uh, fantasy waiver wire this week, and he's only rostered in point two, point two. you heard that right, uh, in ESPN Fantasy Leagues right now. And obviously that number is going to go probably plus 50. But if he's available on waiver wires and you can't, you don't think you're going to be able to get Chase Claypool, Fulgham's your option, especially if you need a receiver. Number three, Derek Carr, quarterback, Oakland Raiders. Carr and the Raiders, like I said before, had the shock of the week, beating the undefeated Kansas City Chiefs and moving to 3-2 and two this year. And their three wins are against the Panthers, who are 3-2. and two. The Saints, who are three and two, and now the Chiefs, who are now four and one. They also played teams like the Patriots and uh, the Bills. Bills are undefeated. Patriots are two and two, but with Cam, they're good. Um, so yeah, so um, Carr has now had three weeks of twenty plus point fantasy performance, and has just looked like his old self, his twenty sixteen self, of course. Um, so if Derek Carr can continue this, I think he's a good pickup at quarterback, especially if you need it. And he just got his weapon back, Henry Ruggs, his deep ball weapon, who had a very good week with two catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown with a 70-plus uh, yard bomb. Um, so yeah, Carr's only rostered in about 15% of ESPN Fantasy Leagues. So he, that mean, most likely means he's available in your league. So if he, if you don't have, a, if your quarterback is just not performing, or if he's on a bye or something. Derek Carr is your option, especially like if Russell. So Russell Wilson's on a bye next week. Drew Brees on a bye next week. If you can get if you can get Carr as your backup, I don't think he's gonna be that big of a difference between um, Brees or Russell Wilson. Number four, Justin Jackson, running back, Los Angeles Chargers. Now, in my last week's episode and Friday episode, I kept harping on Josh Kelly um, for the running back for the Chargers. I thought once Eckler went down, Kelly would really, really, really take over. But I was actually wrong. Uh, it was actually Justin Jackson, um, their third-string running back, who was their second-string last year other than, like, Melvin Gordon. Um, but, yeah, Jackson actually took over. He had, fifth, uh, uh, I believe, a little over 14 points in fantasy last week against the Saints or this week which was yesterday, had uh, over 14 points. He did not score a touchdown, which is good because, again, like I've said in so many episodes, if you have a guy who has 
double-digit fantasy points as a running back and doesn't score a touchdown, he's very valuable. Um, so, yeah, this Chargers team is rolling offensively. Justin Herbert is rolling offensively. He had four touchdowns. He barely had any incompletions. He didn't have a turnover. Um, over 250 yards passing. So, yeah, if Jackson's available in your league and you need running back help or just depth, I'd say pick him up. Uh, he's available in about a little under 50% right now. Um, so, yeah, if he's available, I'd say he's a good number four waiver wire this week. My next one, I have Mike Williams. Wide receiver, Chargers. Yes, another Chargers player. This podcast is seeming like it's a, it's a Chargers podcast. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so another uh, waiver wire receiver. Um, Mike Williams this week against a, Saint, a bad Saints, Saints secondary, an injured Saints secondary, had over 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns, which led to a 27-point fantasy performance. If Williams can stay healthy, which is hard for him because he gets healthy a lot or gets injured a lot, he will succeed in this team, especially because they like they want to throw the ball with Herbert. Um, so yeah, right now he's available in over thirty four or he's owned in thirty four percent of leagues. So that means he's open in about sixty six. So if you can pick him up and he's available, I'd say pick him up um, as long as you're not releasing a good player. Um, so yeah, I think he did get injured at the end of the game. But I think he's all right. He had a bunch of really tough catches and really set that Chargers team up with that last catch um, in the fourth quarter with barely any time. But their their kicker missed the kick. But um, yeah, Mike Williams, my number five. And I uh, now my next one. I did say I only had five, but I had to throw in. I had to throw in this this uh, this wild card. For my sixth, I have Jason Sanders, kicker for the Dolphins. Yes, a kicker and waiver wires. Jason Sanders this week put up 22 points against the 49ers and last week put up 18 points. This, These last two performances have led Sanders into the number one kicker in ESPN Fantasy Leagues. And I looked like I was shocked. Well, obviously, after so many good games, he'd be up there for number one because is early and kickers if they have good games are most likely going to be really high. So I looked at, like how many um, how much percent he's rostered in, in ESPN leagues, and he's only rostered in three percent of leagues, three percent. So this waiver wire, if if your kicker is not performing that well, like why would you not take the best kicker in fantasy right now? And he's three percent. So if you put him as your first, or you're, like if you're down low in the waiver wires and you just know you're not going to get anybody, why wouldn't you just take him? I mean, is, if he's going to upgrade your team, I mean, he scored 22 points. That's more than Alvin Kamara this week. Like that's more than so many players. So again, even though it's a kicker, kickers score points in fantasy, and they can be the difference makers. So Jason Sanders is my last waiver wire pickup, and the last player. For my waiver wire Wednesday segment. Now that is it for this second Tuesday episode and third total episode of ZC's Fantasy Football and Sports Podcast. I'll see you on Friday this week, where we where we finalize our lineups for another win in fantasy. And remember, tomorrow's waiver wire Wednesday, so you need to get those waivers in by tonight. And if you are high in the order, you need to get those players, I said, or just players in general who will help your team. Because waivers, waiver wire is how you win fantasy. Trust me, it's how you win fantasy.
And if you don't use it, I guarantee you, you're not going to win your league. All right, everyone, all my fantasy listeners and all my podcast listeners out there, have a good day and week. I'm ZC, and I'm out.